Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, how are you? Do you miss me now that I'm not in Seattle? I came I out to Seattle. I do miss you. I know, see? I know. What so nice in, to see you in person every What in a while. an incredible area you live in. Thank you. Yeah, it was really nice. So we really enjoyed ourselves. On the line with us today, I can't believe who we have. I mean... It's- it's, it's a celebrity sighting. I mean, it's, you know, we've had all the big stars. U2's Bono. Uh, <laughs> we had Frank Sinatra when he was alive, of course. <laughs> we've had all the big names. And, of course, today on the line with us right now is the mother of cause marketing, none other than Carol Cohn. Hey, Mom, what's going on? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Megan, it, it is. I know. You know, people call me mom, Aww. and I, I really, that's so sweet. Um, that's I've right. been called all sorts of things, usually good names. <laughs> um, I'm called the, the godmother, yeah. the aunt. Um, that's a right. friend called me the, perp- the purpose priestess. Yeah. Oh. Um, or high, pr- uh, high priestess. Yeah. Um, I like that. Obviously, when we started, um, the the practice of linking companies and social issues was called cause marketing. Yep. And gosh, that's over 25 years ago. Of course, I'm not a day over 35, so that's I right. was a child prodigy, I, I, I guess. <laughs> that's right. And, that's right. And today, today there is, there's so many names. Um, we certainly like to talk about purpose mm-hmm. uh, because we believe that organizations and brands need to stand for something aspirational beyond the bottom line. And what's so exciting today is that more and more CEOs and um, members of the C-suite, there's countless types of research that absolutely says that organizations truly need to have this emotional bond, go back to their roots, stand for something really that's, you know, key to them and authentic to have deeper relationships and to be successful in both a commercial sense as well as getting involved in society and yep. having a societal impact. Yeah, And, you know, Carol, think about this. Think about how long you have been talking about this, though. I mean, you have been such a, you know, a pie piper for this field. And finally, people are starting to get it. That's what's so exciting. And that's why I'm excited to be launching, I'm calling it Carol 4.0, um, it's really, it's the fourth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it's a, wow. It, but it's, it's, you know, I had my own firm, which I adored. Um, and so many people came through and uh, so many of my former employees and colleagues are all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. in lots of positions in the world. And then we sold to Omnicom, which was a wonderful opportunity. And then when I left that and, and I wanted to really operate on a, you know, in a holding company setting mm-hmm. on a global stage, then went to Edelman. Um, and led their business plus social purpose practice, which, you know, I, I had such great fondness and continue will always for Richard Edelman and his mm. vision and created, a, you know, a group that was uh, multi, multi-millions, global, 
Um, one of my, my fondest experiences was working um, as purpose strategy for Unilever on so many of their brands mm-hmm. with a phenomenal team. And now, um, you know, I had a, a number of friends that said, you know, the, the purpose movement needs you back. You need to be an entrepreneur again. And mm-hmm. so I left a little over six months ago, and it took me a day to name the company Carol Cone on Purpose. I Lots like of uh, meaning there. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I'm proud to really talk to you today about, you know, what this Carol Cone on Purpose and the Purpose Collaborative, what my new vision is. Yeah. So, so tell us, I mean, you know, what's interesting about the site is when you uh, visit it, in addition to having a lot of great information about you and some of the things, incredible history that you have uh, in the field, it's broken into two areas. Could you tell us about those two areas and how they're different? Sure. Yes. Um, the Carol Cone on Purpose has two um, purpose engines, and one is the purpose collaborative. And when I left Edelman, um, I really was, you know, doing an entire scan of the agency scene, of the freelance marketplace, um, where were the best people. And it was very clear to me that we are in a freelance nation and that the best people, certainly in the purpose field and everything from whether it's creative or data analytics or storytelling or culture development um, or purpose strategy are on their own. And they're on their own either in smaller agencies, boutiques, or they're, you know, one or two or three people. And so um, I am a big fan of the Hollywood model. And that's where uh, a director and a producer will bring together the best, best talent in the world to do a movie, and they stay together for six months or a year, year and a half, and then they disband. And that's exactly what the philosophy is of the Purpose Collaborative. And I am, and I stress tested this with, you know, I went out to the field, I talked to a lot of my former clients and friends and colleagues, and I said, what do you think of this idea? And they said, absolutely, that there is no single firm that can deliver on purpose strategy creative communications, culture development, um, sustainability, product innovation, and analytics, there's no one firm. And so can you do it in a nimble, smart, and efficient way? Because they also don't want to pay for the gigantic overhead of the large firms. And, and so getting a great response, but the more exciting response, or equally exciting, was when I started talking to colleagues and I said, would you like to join? And we have at our launch... 21 um, members of the collaborative. There are people that I've known for over a decade, such as BBMG and Raphael Bemperard, who is a, just a dear, dear friend, um, and Paula Berrickson from Social Capital. I have new friends, such as Sebastian Bach um, at Enzo, um, and just many, many different other firms that are joining us, large and small. I'm thrilled at Barbarian Group that's I believe the premier digital firm in the country, um, Johannes Leonardo, that's an amazing creative firm. So uh, Carrie Fox, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They're just phenomenal people that I am learning from. I always want to learn and share. And, and we've begun, we've begun, I, you know, I can't really say what we're doing, but we already have a number of collaborations going. And um, once the word gets out about this, I know that we're going to have to turn away business because we also want to deliver quality and authenticity, and we can't do too much at once. 
So just to carry the Hollywood model forward, just so we're all clear, you're the director here, and then you bring in the talent. Oh, no, 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 no. Carol's an executive producer. (laughs) Are are you on uh, club services, Joe? You bring in the sandwiches? (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's a great question, Megan. Um, At the center of Carol's Phone on Purpose, I have two partners right now. I have Joe Dobrow, who worked with me in the 80s. And then he went on to the natural foods industry. He also worked in not-for-profits. Um, he worked at Sprouts, at Whole Foods and such. He wrote the definitive book called Natural Profits on the natural foods industry. He knows retail. He knows analytics. He's a phenomenal guy. And he and he's a great balance to me. I adore him. We call him the in-house editor because um, he's really hard. Um, and then I have Elizabeth Davis, who is um, – she came out of Coke's sustainability department – I knew I had to have a millennial, a top millennial, fast, and she's a super. Um, she's also worked in the World Wildlife Fund, um, again, worked on Coca-Cola, at Coca-Cola. Um, and so, you know, the three of us right now, we're at the core, and that we are the strategy um, at the center to, to build these teams um, over time. Sometimes we will have a client who comes in and says, I need X. And we will make the introduction, and then we will not even be part of it. So, again, um, there are different ways that this will play out. My vision is not to create another firm like Cone with over 100 employees. My vision is to have somewhere between five and ten partners Mm -hmm. where we will be, again, strategy engines. We will be the executive director or the producer of these Hollywood models. And, again, smaller, intimate. Um, Also, we're virtual so um, I want to have the best partners and the best Hollywood models from you know all around the country. You know, Carol, but that's only the first engine. Yeah, so that's a, that's the, the first engine. engine. I have a question about that though, because you know what I think is really sure. interesting, Carol, is because I mean, your whole life you have been involved in agency life, and you've really seen everything from your own firm to being at a place like Edelman, etc. What do you think of the pressures on the modern agency these days, especially the cause agency that make your model, I think, really ideal? By the way, I'm biased here. I really, I mean, I'm a freelancer myself, so I I, I can recognize the wisdom in something like. Like this, but is the is the the age of the big agency is that becoming sort of a dinosaur? Such a good question. I don't think it's a dinosaur, but the the cover story on this month's PR week is is the agency model broken? And there are certainly, I mean, when you need to be able to roll out a product in forty you know countries around the globe, you need a big agency. I believe, though, in purpose, you need more of a consultancy model, and you need the smartest people coming together. And again, they need to be authentic. Um, When I was talking to um, colleagues to see if they wanted to join, they they all said the same thing. They wanted to be their own boss, but they also were were worried about being um, isolated. And how would they continue to learn? And how could they deliver capabilities in Mumbai? Um, or in Australia or such. Or, and right now, you know, one of my colleagues, uh, we had our, our first team phone call, which was fabulous. And one of them said, we've just developed a strategy. We need a digital agency execution in um, the UK. And, you know, we're now going to find one of our colleagues who can do that. Um, so, you know, I believe the model, it's a new model, and I think it's the model, it's the right model uh, for today and tomorrow. 
Oh, very good. So let me talk about if I if I can talk about the second engine. Yes, and please by do. The way, there's also a third. A third. There's a third engine. <laughs> um, the, the I, second, you're running you know, on like why, 16 why cylinders, with, Carol. Yes. There you go. Well, you know, people have accused me of that. Um, okay. So the second the second engine is called the Idea Accelerator, and over my entire career, I've had so many great um, social entrepreneurs and um, social innovators come to me and say, do you know someone who might, I can, might partner with who can help me scale? And so the Idea Accelerator, um, it's got two really big ideas leading at the top. And one is Verb. And Verb is run by this phenomenal named Susie Sosa. She's out of Austin. And she's created a model for prize competitions. Because prize competitions now are around the globe. And they are ways to stimulate social innovation in a very vibrant and dynamic way. And she started out creating prize competitions for Dell, and now she's doing them for IBM and others. And we have one of our first collaborations with Susie Sosa and Verb and a wonderful um, foundation. So that's one we're working on. There's also Edgemakers, and Edgemakers is a 21st century um, learning digital learning system. It was created by John um, K.O. out of, he was formerly the top innovation guru at Harvard. He was there for 20 years. And this is an amazing um, 21st century digital training for um, high schoolers and, er, and early stage adults, um, you know, young adults who really need to learn different skills to, to really be employed and to be effective for today and tomorrow. And so that's another one where we're going to look for partners to team with John partners team with Susie Sosa and Verb. And then there are wonderful ideas such as the Green Bronx machine, which is, oh my God, Stephen Ritz. If anybody's ever met Stephen Ritz, he's, he's a one man. Um, he's a, he's got a classroom where he's taught in the toughest school in the world, in the Bronx. He teaches kids how to grow gardens and how to grow food that is um, good for you, as well as stimulating um, learning for kids, and these kids have gone from not showing up at school to um, most all of them are now graduating and they're going on to college. So it's very, very exciting. And I, one of my goals is to find partners for him to scale because this is economic development, this is personal development, this is social development, this deals with obesity, and I just adore Stephen Ritz. So those are only a few. Then there's also Conscious Magazine, which is an amazing new magazine that highlights both online and offline people people who are really um, growing the purpose movement and that's another you know one of the great ideas that I'm trying to find partners for and we are inviting anybody when they see our our website send us names for social innovators we're going to vet them and curate them and again we want to become the place that either our clients or not our clients but friends are looking for amazing ideas that have been curated and you know creating partnerships so that's the second engine mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, okay. you're talking about 36-hour day right there, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to, I, I was just going to say, I want to, I just want to make sure I'm completely understanding the idea accelerator. These are social innovation tools or initiatives that you find worthy that you feel should be spread out into the world because of their... Um, just how solid you feel that they are. Is that accurate? 
That's totally accurate. You do that really, really well, Megan. I'm going to take you on the road with me. <laughs> Every once in a while, Carol. Or, 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 or please send us some ideas because I think that the other thing that I'm finding, I know we're going to become a place where um, not-for-profits are going to want to post their newest program ideas. Well, that's what I'm wondering about. Like, I'm wondering how inundated you're going to get with every, you know, whatever, nonprofit organization saying, oh, you have to put this program on. I mean, so what's the litmus test for you about what's going to make it on here? Because right now it's lovely because there are 10-ish people on there, maybe not even. And so it's very easy to navigate. What, Where is this going and how will people interact with it in the future? Megan, that is a great question. Um, I hope that's a problem that we have because the third engine um, of Carol Cohn on Purpose is what? Is that I want to keep building the purpose community, the cause community, the sustainability community. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is my personal passion. And I was very fortunate early in my career to be in touch with it. And so one of the other goals for <clears throat> Carol Cohn on Purpose is to build this community. So one of I've talked with, I'm on the board at Net Impact, and we have talked about putting together a curation team. Hmm. of MBAs and early stage professionals who could help develop the criteria and help curate if we're inundated with too many great cause ideas. Hmm. Oh my God, what a horrible problem to have. It could be a place where they, where they really could be showcased. And so I hope that that happens. I'm sure it will. But the third engine, which I am just the, you know, it's again, it's part of my DNA is to always, educate, bring the best ideas to the fore, um, and just to help create the purpose movement. When I was starting out on this, you know, I was a lone voice pretty much. And now there's so many fantastic people and agencies and individuals and not-for-profits and wonderful CEOs and all sorts of sub-movements. I mean, the B team is amazing. And, you know, I am such a Paul Pullman fan and, um, I, you know, I've been to India and I went to, you know, I met with Tata and Tata is, you know, one of the oldest purpose companies in the world. And there's just so many great things happening because of transparency that organizations must engage with society, but they're learning about engaging with society to, for commercial impact, for personal impact, for societal impact. It's no longer if. An organization is going to get involved. It's now about the how. And that's why I'm going to help build community. So I will help share the aspirationals research from our friends at BBMG. Or I will help share phenomenal, the imperative purpose uh, work, you know, employee index, which was just launched. Um, We're going to hold webinars and invite people in. Um, We will showcase uh, research that's not even from the Purpose Collaborative. Um, the, um, you know, ROI project, phenomenal research. And so again, I want people to approach us and say, Hey, can we write a blog for you? Can we give you our research? Can you do a webinar? You know, can you run a panel at our conference? And so this is so important that the work that we all do is professional and thoughtful and it's not cause washing, green washing, pink washing, or any color that we can name but it is embedded as close to the core of an organizational DNA, its business strategy, its employee strategy, and, and, all, and its brand strategy. That's what's so exciting. And that's why um, I am, you know, I, I get every day I get up and I'm more and more excited. 
and thank God I have a lot of energy. <laughs> you know, Carol, you just don't, you don't have enough enthusiasm for it, though. <laughs> you know, when you get to, when, someday, Carol, you're going to wake up and you're going to be 48 years old like I am, okay? And you're not going to be able to go you know, like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, I started riding a bike. You know, everybody knows that I love horses, but, you know, the horse was getting exercise, not me. Right. So I started riding a bike about, about a year ago, and I've done some thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. And not only has, you know, it helped with my, you know, energy and my health and my, you know, lowering my heart rate and whatever, but I also look pretty good too. That's right. That's <laughs> so it's right. Great, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great way to, it's a great way to lose weight. And I've got a road bike and I, and I love it. It's, good for you. It's great. So good my for horses, you. My horses are getting a little, little fat. And, yeah. You know, I, I only have like one now and um, I think, yeah, but you know, he, he's, he's in Kentucky this winter, so he'll have a good time. He's very furry and cute. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> well, this is so fabulous, yeah, Carol. Awesome. And we are just beyond excited that you came to, t- to share it with us. Yeah. And I think the biggest question people are going to have is where can they find out more about all of this phenomenal information you're pu- pulling together and all of these magnificent people? So how can might people be able to do that online? Well, it's easy. Just go to www.purposecollaborative.com. And that's our website. And I will also say that we will always showcase on the front page, you know, partners and great ideas. And so you can go all the way through the website. You can go to the front page. Um, we're going to, again, have lots of blogs and research from our partners. We're going to have lots more, as you said, Megan, in the Idea Accelerator. And we just want to, um, as people know, I always say, Ed Miracle Grow to this phenomenal strategy called Purpose. You know, other people can call it CSR Sustainability. Um, social responsibility, shared value, doing good, doing well. The point is the time is now. We're not going to go backwards. I have watched, you know, some people get so frustrated that it's not happening fast enough and companies aren't transparent enough. It's not easy. It is not easy to balance all interests at all. And I always say I am an incrementalist in this field. And it's a keep moving forward, keep moving forward. You know, you're going to test and learn and some things aren't going to work, but don't give this up because I will tell you the workforce of tomorrow, Gen Z, the next, the next generation, 75% say that they want to be, they want to work for themselves. Well, who's going to work for companies and brands? And so companies and brands need to be magnets for talent. They need to be inspirational in all sorts of areas. And we're seeing more and more models and more and more being transparent about showing their successes and how they do it. And that's what we need to do. We need to share and we need to grow. Because if you create a purpose-driven culture, it can never be replicated. It cannot. And that, is, that will give you defense from competition and the, you know, and the incredible pace of technological change. But it's about the culture. It's about strategy first and culture. And as someone once said to me, and I love this line, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. It's not going away. You've got to do both. But culture, you've got to be human. And that's what the purpose, what purpose is about. It's finding the emotion and the human in a company so that people can be people. And that's when they do amazing things. That's great. Phenomenal. Wow. Carol, thank you so I'm much. I'm sold. I'm yes, sold. Sign Megan. us up. Purpose I want, I want to get into this stuff. I really want to get into social I good. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is phenomenal. Well, may- maybe, Joe, you can create them a Pinterest board. That's right. There you go. That's where I curate all my stuff, and that's where people can find me on Pinterest.com. Uh, but they can also find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. You should definitely check out Carol Cohn on Twitter, too, because she tweets some very smart things, as we smart. would say in Boston. And uh, people can also right. find me at Selfish Given. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com as well as SelfishGiving.com. We'll be sure to post every link that we just talked about in our show notes. And be sure to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio and iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of the mother of Cause Marketing, Carol Cohn, and Joe, and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 